Hi everyone. Hi Alex. Hi Kira. Welcome to the webcast. Today we've got um, Karen Willis Holmes and Joe. Yes, and Joe. <laughs> Joe, her um, social media and marketing manager, on um, to talk about her uh, their beautiful custom design gowns. Yes, it's very exciting. So we've got them both on today, and we we chat about the entire process. And, um, and how you can get in touch with them. And what's up and coming I know. with their collections. Yeah, listen out. Here we go. Hi, ladies. Welcome to the webcast. Hi, thank you for having Hi, us. thank you for inviting us. Oh, no problems. We've got the lovely Karen, who's the creative director of Karen Willis Homes, and Joe, the marketing and social media manager from Karen Willis Homes, with us today. Yeah, we're so excited to have you guys on. Hello. <laughs> um, well, we've worked together um a few times over the years with your shoots and your beautiful garments. It's always such a treat to be involved in your amazing shoots. So thanks for coming on and and doing this with us. Um, And we might just get straight into it. Um, Karen, how did the brand and the styles um, of your dresses start out and has it gone in a different direction from the beginning? It's definitely gone in a different direction from the beginning because I I started off um, with couture wedding gowns and everything was made to order very specific for each each bride. So it's now I design collections and it's more sort of people are coming to choose from the collection whereas originally I was sort of working around whatever that person wanted. So it's probably quite literally the, the opposite side than where it started. Amazing. Or that's how I see it anyway. Yeah. Did you have a particular client in mind when you started out in the business? Like did you see a gap in the market at all? It was. I started off working in sort of regular fashion rather than specialising in bridal and it was by demand. At the time I was actually I was living in Perth and I was doing a lot of made-to-measure sort of other pieces of clothing. At the time, there was a lot of kind of balls and big events, so I was doing special occasion um, ball gowns and evening pieces, and then I went to work in, in London as well, so I worked for another company there as well as I did my own label, but I was sort of working in high-end fashion for special occasions, and then it was by request that people were asking for wedding gowns, and that then so I started off sort of like making a few wedding gowns because I'd done a ball gown or an evening. It was in the days when we actually wore ball gowns, clearly. Yeah. Like I don't know when if anyone does now. Oh, they should. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's just nothing like a good dress-up yeah. occasion. Definitely. Well, it sounds like it was all very organic. I, it sounds like a natural progression to the amazing brand that you've built now. It is. I mean, I was always interested in making a bigger company, which is what I wanted to do, which is sort of like why I transitioned over to doing ready-to-wear collections um, and the bespoke collection. So I've always tried to stay true to to my heritage um, and the, the special pieces. And a lot of what I did as a designer and as a pattern cutter, I've made things, I like things to intermingle. So you can still have an individual piece but that we can, and I'm definitely going to say mass-produced in massive inverted commas yeah. because they're, they're small, it, they're handcrafted, but as against a couture dress, they're, they're, we obviously make more than one at a time. Fantastic. Well, we make lots of individual ones, actually, if that makes sense. That's yeah. probably the best way to think about it. Where the, the best way of saying it. So you manufacture it in Australia, is that right? 
Mostly in Australia. Mm. However, our Lux collection is made in India. They're all hand-beaded and handcrafted in India, but everything else is made in Australia. In Australia. Um, you have quite an extensive range of dresses. Um, has this been built up over time? Um, and did you yeah. always want to have quite a range of dresses? I know you wanted to have a, a, a bigger business, but did you start with these collections with just a few dresses in each collection and it's sort of gradually gotten bigger or you've always had quite big ranges? I think to me the the bespoke collection is when I was um, sort of transitioned in from Couture. Mm -hmm. So that is my original collection and then I transitioned out from do, to doing different things. I think of it more like I just can't make up my mind and I want <laughs> to do lots of different pieces. So that's probably where they came from. Um, okay. And obviously, I mean, the, the Lux collection is is very different. They're beaded, they're on the bias, so they're very, very different technically to our bespoke gowns. So that was why that collection had a, it just seemed sensible to give it a different name and it's it's run very differently. So that, and then from that, then we kind of like looked at the Wild Hearts gowns. Again, we, that was sort of a bit the bespoke mixed with the Lux and trying to put the two to, together there. Um We've also just, we haven't launched it yet, but we've done a new collection called Elope mm -hmm. and that was, it just seemed the right thing for the moment. Um, it's probably the way the world's gone. It's even more the right thing for, for the moment. So we're ready to launch. That's ready to go. We've just sort of been waiting a little bit on that. But again, that's a more relaxed thing. Again, I just feel that a lot of people were wanting something much less formal and Essentially, even if it's more than two of you, but just the, the two of you together and that's the importance of it. So, and I was thinking of Bianca Jagger and with, when she got married to Mick Jagger. Yeah. So that whole kind of like really cool destination sort of style wedding was what I had in mind with, with that. It is very cool. We've, we've been lucky enough to have a little sneak peek of the uh, Elope collection. Thanks to Jo. She's, um, we're very excited to have you guys launch it. It is really quite different from your other collections um, yeah. and you've given us that. And I guess the idea is that, you know, you want to feel like a bride but you don't necessarily want to look like a bride yeah. in your big spurt and your big long veil. So you've got the essence of what a bride is but in a new and modern, you know, anti-bride. Yeah, it's very way. sophisticated, the style and, and, and simple and, yeah. Kind of rock starry. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I would wear yeah, this in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super we fun. We didn't realise how relevant it would be until COVID happened. Yeah, we wanted to chat to you about that because, like, how did that come? Obviously, it was designed and manufactured and all of that kind of thing well before it hit. So now it's so Very relevant. serendipitous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it just felt like after, I mean, we show at market twice a year. So we show in um, New York in October mm. and we show in London in March and um, New York in April. So after last market, it just I just really felt the need to do something like this, to do, I mean, pantsuits and um, like pants and shorts and jackets, as well as we put some sort of bias slips in there too. But I just absolutely wanted to to do it and a lot of things I just rely on instinct I very much listen to myself and what I feel like I need mm. and that really felt like I had to do it then so we actually really hurried it through to to be able to show for market for 
that March and April this year, which we actually, of course, like nothing happened no. at March and April this Big year. Pause. We, we didn't go to market. <laughs> we didn't go to market with it, yeah. and we were we were officially going to launch it on the first of of May. But yeah. now we're waiting. Um, we don't want to launch it yet. But when everyone sort of comes back and is actually interested in shopping, then then we will launch it. So you don't have a but specific yeah, it, date in mind at the moment. No, we're we're just waiting to see when it seems the right time. We don't want at the moment. We don't want to be selling wedding gowns to anyone. Um, it's it's about being a family and sort of like being together and sort of like showing people who we are and what we do rather than pushing out new collections at the moment. Yeah, so and I think it, the whole industry is is getting smaller in that sense, like people just want to be with their close family and there are a lot more yeah. elopements happening, especially up here. We're getting a lot more inquiries for elopements and that kind of thing. So yeah. it's it's sort of, yeah, very serendipitous and an awesome collection. Yeah. I can't wait for everybody to yeah, see it. I think gorgeous. it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's going to rock their well, socks. Yes. Well, if I was just, if I was saying to myself, what do I need to design right now for the moment? This that would be it. Yeah. It's perfect. I mean, clearly, I was not expecting what happened <laughs> at all. But uh, in a sense, it just brings it like what you said. It brings back to what is important. Yeah. You know, it being family and and not having to worry about those things so much and just being yourself and yeah. What is your design process and where do you get your inspiration from? My, I'm, there's two parts of my brain. There's the sensible part and I literally have a look at what we've sold. We'll speak to the stylists in the stores, what a bride's asking for um, and kind of like put all of that information into my head. Then also I'll just think about what I'm liking, what's interesting me and it doesn't have to be bridal. It might be all of a sudden I might want to buy a particular jumper or I'm interested in a colour or I'm looking at interior designs and stripes appeal to me. It's literally putting everything together that I'm liking at the moment and it doesn't matter what it is and I try and collect everything. So I might walk down the the road, um, like I said, I'm, I'm living in federal at the moment and I might be, find a twig that I like the look of or squiggly bark gum trees. Like mm. I went for a walk on Sunday and just took some pictures of those and I like the look of it. So it's collecting everything I like and that makes me feel happy, mm. popping it together, not thinking about what I'm doing and then I'll start to kind of like then once I've collected all my nice things mm. uh, and all my technical practical things, like I said, looking at the bestsellers, speaking to the stylist, then I'll start to sketch up and just see what pops out of my head. And then when I'm sketching up, and I might do that over a week, um, I usually end up sketching up 20 versions of the same thing because of and then when I look at my pictures and go through that it's like okay clearly I'm wanting to do whatever that is at the moment and then have a look sort out my pictures put them in little piles and just keep looking at them and playing around with it then go through again um, I'll look at fashion as, as well sort of as in mainstream fashion as in sort of big brands what what do people like and street fashion um, and just mix and meld all of that together and then see what pops out. Does that usually Sometimes, take a, a long time to um, from start to finish? It actually, that's possibly like the proverbial how long's a piece of string. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> Sounds it like takes, magic. <laughs> yeah. 
Sometimes it, it takes forever. Sometimes it's really quick. And sort of like with the elope collection, I just knew I had to, I just knew I needed to do those kind of pieces. So that was, it, it's more, I'm just, listen to, listen to my intuition is really what I've learned to do over the years. So I, I stop thinking sensibly and just try and do what I feel like is the right thing to do, however long that takes. Clearly, you try and do it to a timeline, but it doesn't always work. <laughs> Did you see a gap in the market with the Salope collection? Um, yes, it just it just felt like I mean Australia we're an absolute one of the world leaders, and we've got a very Australian style. And it felt like, and we do do a lot of destination. I mean, obviously, we're you guys you're based in Byron. This mm. is a clear destination style wedding area, but that's so popular. But Australia is, it probably feels very normal to us, but the rest of the world does not know how to do it the same way we do. So they like to see what we're doing. So, yes, it just felt like that's what we we should be doing and it is more low-key. Even if you have a really big wedding, it still might feel less is more, even though there's an awful lot of hard work to, to gone on behind the scenes to make it look low-key. Yeah. Um, that's it. It's that vibe, even with a technically it is or it isn't. Yeah, we could even you saw a big the market, um, last year as well when you usually we usually we would just take the Lux and Wild Hearts collection to market in New York and London, but in October last year, Karen brought the bespoke collection back to market, which we hadn't done yeah, for that's years. True. Yeah. Big yeah. shift. Everyone just being gobsmacked by these handcrafted Australian-made, um, made-to-order gowns. So I guess some of it came from the international interest back in your real handcrafted pieces as well. Yeah, that's a very good point. Can you just go through for our listeners um, your collections and just differentiate each one just because we have mentioned the names of the collections but we haven't really specified which one is which? Um, can you do that for us? <laughs> either sure. one, either one. Actually, Joe, you you can describe. <laughs> okay, oh, so we've got four collections now. Five collections when um, a local launches. We've got, like Karen said, our bespoke collection, which is the heritage collection that taps into her couture roots. Um, so they are made to order dresses through our boutiques that. Um, we have a new collection out called Lumiere, which is um, a, a handful of really beautiful dresses made in like a honeycomb mesh and some really standalone pieces. But then we've also got a part of the collection that allows you to mix and match mm. pieces. You can choose this bodice, this bodice, this bodice. You can choose between, you know, five or six or seven skirts and literally make your own look. Beautiful. So that's the and then we've got the Luxe Collection, which is all of our hand-beaded gowns, cut on the bias, very sexy. Uh, they are um, ready to wear, so they're really good if you have a short lead time. Yeah. So if you're in a couple perfect. of months, in a couple of months, that's perfect for that. But we also get a lot of brides booking as far out as, a, you know, a normal wedding dress as well. Then there's Wild Hearts, which is a bit more bohemian, really um relaxed lace dresses, bias cut slips, that kind of um, low-key Australian vibe. Yeah. And then our 
Curve Collection, uh, which speaks for itself. Yeah. It's best uh, wild hearts dresses cut for a curvy body, basically. Oh, so they're not just um, uh, dresses in a different size. They've actually been pattern made and cut specifically for a curvy shape. So that's really exciting. Yeah, I've seen them on your Insta stories. They look amazing. They just fit so beautifully. Um, so, Joe, you're the social media and marketing manager uh, for the brand. So you're at the front line talking to brides on socials and, and getting them getting in touch with them. Um, what's the best way for them to contact you directly? In just in general or if in general and on socials, like are you um, can they be asking you very specific things on social media or you do you prefer them yeah, to DMs is the easiest way to get a really straightforward quick answer from us and we're always on there. We we have brides DMing us all the time wanting to know what dress to choose, what earrings to pick and oh, so because it's on our phone, it's a really easy way for us to interact with them at any time of the day as well. So often you'll find myself or um, Jordan who also does socials with me, um, you know, sending brides links of shoes that we think <laughs> that we dress or trains that will go well with it or pictures of real brides that wore it really well so it that dms is a really great way to get a really customized tailored response um that must be a full-time job just in itself like (laughs) i get dms i'm like email me email me but yeah yeah it is but you know we love it it's worth it our customers are our number one priority so um we think engagement through Instagram is, is so important. But we also have, like, um, you can live chat us on our website too. So yeah. you can jump on and the box will come up. And if you're, instead of having to jump across to your phone and you're looking at a dress, you can always just message us there and, and we're there to chat as well. So handy. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, do you offer custom designs and not just what's in your range as well? Um, no, other than the range is designed to customise a lot, if that, that makes it sense. It mixes and matches so we've, it. We've got a, yeah, we've got a lot of pieces that um, trains and things that kind of like intermingle. We've got a lot of um, separate sleeves. Also with our bespoke collection, we've designed them so that you can um, use that bodice from one gown and that skirt from another. And then we've got the layers of like petticoats and things that you can kind of use this fitted shape or you can use that full shape. So technically an awful lot, but not possibly the way you actually asked the question. <laughs> but that that's, makes it a lot easier as well, I find, you know, and it can create so many more looks to be able to kind of mix and match those items. Yes. And that's why I wanted to do it because there's often, I mean, when you're going shopping, you think that's lovely, but I don't like this part of it. Whereas this way, then you can have the bits you like and not the bits you don't like. And that's also just when you're in the stores with our stylist, just literally we are, we invite the brides to say what they're thinking. It's, it's much easier to say, I don't like this, I do like that. And then we'll work out with the um, with the brides what she what we can do because of that. So, oh, okay, well, then, no, we've got this bodice over here. That gives you the shape we're asking for. We can use that detail from that gown on this different body shape, pop that skirt on, and it looks completely different to what she actually tried on. 
Um, but then that gives exactly what, what she wanted. Yeah. I know that when I went dress shopping, um, I had a particular style in mind going in and came out with something completely different because it didn't suit me. Do you find that that happens a lot with brides that they have a particular thing in mind and walk out with yeah, something completely yeah, different yeah, after trying yeah, on a yeah, few yeah, things? Yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, I just think it, it's because, of course, they're different to what you normally wear. So if you're looking for a pair of jeans, you know you bought all the hundreds of pairs beforehand and you know what you like and what you don't like. Whereas this is when have you generally worn any pieces of clothing to, to this level? So they've got a whole different um, work of like structure, the way they fit um, and you trying different pieces on. So you can see obviously physically what it looks like, but also what it feels like mentally. Um, and then from a technical point of view, if, it, if it's like you've got a corset, that, is a very different piece of clothing to wear to a to a beaded bias dress. So it's it's trying to find that whole lots of layers that, and then technically what suits your body shape, but also added to that what you feel good in. You you've got about those four different layers, and then that's going to be a very different piece of clothing possibly than you originally started to, to think that you want. It is, and it's really clever the way that you do it in that sense that you're trying to alleviate that time as well because you know your client is going to want everyone's individual and wants it a a little bit bespoke but you've got the options there and then they can mix and match to give them the control and and individuality of their own gown so I think it's really really clever really smart yeah Yeah. Um, without without having to I mean you're getting a bespoke chewer like dress without a couture price. Yeah, it's, it's really great. It's allowing you to be really flexible without having to go to, to a designer and request, you know, a couture. Show them the photo, like, can yeah. you make me look like <laughs> Charlize yeah. Theron, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Joe, we've worked on a couple of campaign shoots together, which has been so awesome. Um, I wanted to talk to you about your inspiration for the campaign shoots and how you kind of come up with that? Do you work with Karen in um, achieving a sort of a a look or um, how does that process work? Um, First thing would be what collection are we shooting and what bride are we speaking to with that? So, like, you came to um, Bali with us to shoot the Wild Hearts collection Mm. this last year and so I guess that's the starting point is we're shooting lace dresses we this is the vibe that we want Mm. and then literally start from a location and then build out from there so um do a lot of location scouting and researching to find that that perfect location and then everything else kind of falls into place once I have that yeah um, some epic locations (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. And, you know, if it's the Wild Hearts Bride, we're obviously looking for like a really cool cool girl, relaxed bride vibe and, um, you know, Pinterest is my best friend as well. So, so good. I'll, I'll build up a mood board on there and then once I get that to a point that I'm really happy with, I'll share it with Karen and the rest of the team and, and get their um get their opinions on it as well but yeah that's yeah well all your content and shots that we've checked out on insta is always so beautiful and yeah you've got lovely taste level so (laughs) 
<laughs> so uh, good. I agree. And uh, sorry, just to butt in there, Jo's worked with this with us for a long, long time. So Don't she truly, <laughs> oh, sorry, only, only a couple of years, but <laughs> she's been a lot. Um, Jo started with, with me as a, as a stylist, like, that short amount of time ago, yeah. quite a while. <laughs> she truly is and gets the brand on lots of levels, and I do like leave that up to. I've sort of designed the gowns, and Joe designs how to show the gowns. I I think, like she said, she'll then come to me at the end and go, "This is what I'm thinking. What do you think?" And ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it's like, "Yep, that's good. You've nailed yeah. that one." So it's great team, great teamwork. It's really nice to have that. I guess then, Karen, you can just. Focus on the designing, and Joe, you can focus on the creation and 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 socialising with everyone on the media. <laughs> Amazing to be able to have that creative freedom as well, and, and know that Karen trusts me there. So, um, yeah, it's my favourite part of the job being able to curate. Yeah, you can tell it really you shows well. in your work. So, yeah, bravo! Yeah, I can't wait for everyone to see the elope. I know we were looking <laughs> through it, like, oh my gosh, this is really exciting. I bet you had no clue, but we shot that in Melbourne the day before New Year's Eve. Oh, really? And forty-degree day. Oh, wow! <laughs> it can look perfect, but there's often many stories that happen behind that. <laughs> I think that's the magic in the images, though. You know, it really you are capturing that moment, and whatever you you as the stylist or the the art director on the shoot you know in your mind what's been happening at that shoot and then everyone else just sees, just sees the magic <laughs> image that has this moment in time, which, yeah, I think you've captured really beautifully. Well, it's not about forcing the moment to be exactly how I thought it would be in my head as well because yeah. that's when you end up with, you know, a shoot that doesn't come across as authentic. So whilst I have these mood boards and want it to look like this, I also have to take into consideration the model on the day, the mood she's in, the photographer, and just kind of going with the flow of everyone. And that usually ends up in a much more um, fun and authentic shoot. Um, is there a standard time frame to custom make the dresses? Um, like what's the process when a client contacts you guys? We, because we manufacture our bespoke gowns are all made in our own workroom in Sydney, so we can actually, with those gowns, we can come in generally like in a couple of weeks if we have to, but we don't recommend you leave it till a couple of weeks. Um, it's it, it does vary. I mean, industry standard is sort of like six months to order your gown and that's what I'd still recommend, but if we can... It's then it gets down to we can normally make something, not necessarily every single piece. So it depends what fabric we've got in stock. If it does need, as like we've got a few of our um, bespoke gowns are actually embroidered and we get the embroidery it, um, manufactured in India, a, a separate to the where the luxe gowns are made. So that whole process can take a long time or it might be just waiting for a fabric to come in. So the longer you've got, the better. But... 90% of the dresses we can actually make in a short space of time if we have to is, um, again, it's hard to give you a straight answer yeah. always. Yeah. <laughs> and with the, with the Lux gowns, they're sold from stock. So we we sort of order them in and we order them in, I'm going to say bulk, but by fashion standards, it's definitely not bulk. So those gowns are sold um, when, when we've got them. 
as well. And we'll take some pre-orders, but so literally if you need it next week and we've got it in stock, we'll just ship it to one of our stockists or to the to the bride straight away. Do you find that people um, change their minds if they have too much time, like if they start their wedding planning and they buy the dress and they choose it straight off the the, you know, straight away, do you find that like, you know, because you're bringing out new things and, and you can custom build different designs, do you find that people either buy a second dress or change their mind for their original dress? Occasionally, but not, that used to worry me a lot. And no, not that often. Usually once you've sort of found it, it's, that's kind of like where the whole rest of the wedding is sort of built. Obviously, that's the most important thing in a wedding. Let's say what you look like <laughs> yeah. and what you're wearing. So there's a lot of other decisions made because of that. So usually, no. And I mean, having said that, occasionally sort of like sometimes before fittings because someone, a bride will book a gown and then she won't have fittings till closer to the wedding day. Often people are really nervous before they come in for their first fitting because they might not have seen it for like, three or four or five or 12 months. Um, but then when they put it on, it's like, oh, yeah, I did choose the right thing. It's beautiful. So it's um, it's more of a worry than rather than actually really happens. Yeah, yeah it's the anticipation. But they might have a doubt and think they want to change it and then they come back in and put on the original dress and they go, oh, no, I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. So yeah, That's so good. So you have stockists. Um, do, do you stock in other boutiques around Australia or is it the world? <laughs> yes, both. Oh, we, right. We've got about 40 stockers all together. Amazing. So, um, we've got five of our own stores um, in Australia and one in New York and then we've got 40 stockers. So great. That's incredible. Um, so do people normally have to travel to the fittings normally or uh, there's enough around Australia that people can come in and do the fittings around the place? We, um, in our um, Sydney, Melbourne and Perth stores, we have got fitters that work in-house so we can provide fittings there. But it, it's a it's a choice. It's not a bride does just because she buys a gown from us doesn't mean to say she has to do fittings with us. Um, in our New York and Brisbane stores, we outsource, but we've got some fitters that we, that we recommend and that we work really closely with that we've worked with for a long time. So, um, I mean, in Brisbane, she's literally there just down the road and we've, well, we've got two people. So it's um, fine. And with stockers, it's actually quite normal these days that most bridal stores don't have fitters, that right. they, um, they, that it's all outsourced and that the bride finds her own other than everywhere's got someone that they recommend. I, I would definitely recommend... Because I personally, I had a, a skirt for my wedding dress. I had two pieces and I um, got it fitted and ended up, they um, screwed it up and, oh and altered it too short. And I had to um, borrow a wedding skirt um, oh. from, from a friend that actually went better. But I would highly recommend going with the person that the designer recommends to go yeah. to because it's just and that was 10 days out from the wedding so I really didn't have a lot of time to get it fixed so Looking yeah like a bit of drama before the <laughs> wedding day um so just clarify this for me so if somebody's in a rural area and they want to buy one of your gowns do they go to a fitter closer to where they live and then they can order it or how does that work from a distance that process yeah yeah 
really it depends on the bride. But I mean, like Kira said, I'd recommend if the bride can come to come to right. us for fitting. It's one of our recommended fitters. Yeah, it's a bit. It is a really skilled job to be a good bridal fitter. Okay, I think. It's, I mean, like many things, it's one of those jobs that actually looks easy if you don't know what yeah. you're doing and then you'll get in there and then all of a sudden there's half the hem missing or it's too tight or something so it but then as well if you live five hours away and you've got to drive in each time that's that's a big deal mm. so and from a fitting point of view it what we can do or what is the quickest we sort of like call it a quick turnaround but then that's a whole week because we it's not like how long is a piece it's like everything's different each time so yeah. when you don't until the bride puts that gown on what alterations are going to need to be made to how to do it and how long that's going to take you to do it um to when the next fitting is to then how much tweaking needs to be done so generally it takes two to three fittings to get the gowns right but you you do need to have time up your up your sleeve just be because it's dressmaking is not a precise science and it is never going to be. Also, it depends what the bride wants. I mean, one person might want the dress really loose. Another person might want it super tight. So it technically the different ways you fit it has a different effect on, on the body and then it might be, okay, well, this bride would like it tighter than we normally do it, but that's how she loves it. But then that means the hem does creep up. So you've got to be careful and got to kind of like wait till you've done the taking in bit, see how much it creeps up and then do the hem. So again, you might have to come back several times to to do a good to do a good job. Yeah. So how close to the wedding would you recommend doing that final fitting? Well, we recommend we sort of start we do the first fitting usually two months out from the wedding day, then the second fitting a month out and then the third one if needed sort of closer to the to the wedding day I mean with that it's not unheard of for brides to want to lose weight whether they need to or not so from that point of view make sure any changing to your body is done much before you start the fittings otherwise it can still be altered but you've got to have more work keeping to be done on onto your wedding onto your wedding gown it's just another job then isn't it <laughs> another thing to tick off the list <laughs> So it's best to stay the same size. So, Joe, I wanted to ask you, um, have you had some funny requests from brides before? Well, I was telling you about one, yes. <laughs> I might have one in particular. <laughs> <laughs> we had an email from a bride the other day in isolation. She was having a competition with her mum about how many sequins were on the dress that she had ordered, how many had been hand-beaded. And we laughed and thought that was a pretty funny, weird thing to ask. But then we were like, you know what, that's actually really cool and we really, really, really want to find out. So um, she had ordered the Celine gown, which is a long sleeve hand-beaded lux gown, and we did all the maths and worked out how many sequins there were in, you know, a square centimetre, then multiplied that over the six metres of <laughs> used to make the gown and it turns out that there's over 700,000 sequins in It's incredible. You it's didn't incredible. count them individually? She did. She did. It's COVID. She counted all the beads on the dresses. 
Looked in isolation to count every single day. <laughs> yeah. I said to uh, I said to Joe, we should run that competition. Just we be should. like, guess the amount of sequins on a Karen Willis yeah. man's dress. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've let the, the um, cat out of the bag. That's here. only that dress, though. We can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this has been so amazing. With the beading, that I realised how they did. They um, weigh the beads, so it's however many kilos on each design, so that that's how they yeah. always beat them to a certain amount. Yeah. Which, I, which once they told me it made sense, but I just hadn't thought about it. So essentially, it's like two kilos goes on this design and that size. So then, if God. you've weighed them, that's how many beads the beaders have, have got to work with, and then that's how they kind of like scatter them around and kind of like do it. That's but, clever. Yeah. It is clever. Because I, I don't Less think time people, consuming. <laughs> well, also, I don't think people could carry around much more than two extra kilos on their dress, yeah. you know, on their wedding day. Yeah, After all I've, the I've seen some pretty heavy wedding dresses <laughs> out there for sure. Well, um, the, the beaded gowns are actually really quite heavy yeah. when, when you pick them up. But when you've got them on and they're on your body, you don't. It, they just mould and feel beautiful. It's but evenly it is dispersed. That's yeah. where the fit comes from, the weight of the beads. It's, it's, um, it's amazing. Beautifully designed. It's taken off by having it fixed at your waist and having it sit on your shoulders. So it doesn't actually, you pick it up and you're like, oh, my God, how could I wear it? <laughs> Put it on and you're like you're naked. <laughs> oh, so good. I just want to come in and try them all on. <laughs> Anytime. So exciting. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And um, we just want to mention again that Karen Willis Holmes has a new collection coming out called Elope, which we will be we'll be plugging on on Instagram and and all our socials. So keep an eye out for the sneak peeks because they're incredible. Yeah, so thank you so much for being on. Thank you for inviting us. It's been great. And we will see you soon for the launch. Thanks, ladies. Bye. See you later. Well, that was amazing. Lovely, lovely ladies. So lovely. And it was so great to have two people on it. That was the first for us. That was the first for people. (laughs) Um, But that Elope collection is is really outstanding. And we were just chatting about the fact that you could actually use it as a second... Second dress or um, pre or post wedding events I, yeah. I think that they really sort of suit a lot of different t- like between elopements and second looks and that sort of thing yeah. they cover a lot of bases white parties. So, yeah <laughs> white parties <laughs> yeah right. beautiful well, thank you so much for listening and yeah please follow us on at the wedcast on Instagram and like and listen to us on iTunes leave a review and that's how it spreads the word thanks yep. very much see you soon bye, bye.